Hello and welcome to another episode of Brewery Towns, the podcast that talks about brewing beer throughout the country. My name is Matt, and today I am joined again by Madeline. Hello, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming back on. Of course. I'm calling from Wichita Falls, Texas, and I am all cozy in my bed with my dog. So. What is the temperature there this time of year? Oh, it's like it's like it's like fifty nine, so it's not that cold. <laughs> mm, that sounds nice, well, right about now. We do have a cold front coming in this weekend, so it'll be in the thirties. Oh wow, that's actually pretty cold. Yeah, it's pretty wintry, so we have our hit and miss. We go from seventy to thirty in a week, so it's pretty <laughs> usual. Well, I picked this specific city because of the snow. It's one of the highest elevated cities in the country. So I think it's very appropriate because we just got about two feet of snow out here in Pennsylvania. Wow, that's just mind-boggling. It is. Even just like being out here and just seeing it pile up, it's just something about it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's, it's crazy. I've seen that much snow, but I've never seen it like come down. Like I've seen that like when I'm skiing, so I don't right. know if that really counts. It's It's very magical. I bet. So the city we are going to go to today for our 20th episode is Leadville, Colorado. Ooh, interesting. The sources that we use for the more recent breweries are the Leadville Herald and Westward. And the ones that we use for the breweries that are no longer with us, there was no good one article. So we used a, a document that was prepared for the Leadville Historic Preservation Commission in 2017. And then this website called Dale's Old Breweries which lists all the breweries in a certain city, um, but sometimes they're hard to corroborate. So I usually don't use it, but we're using it for this one. Leadville, Colorado is the county seat of Lake County, and it is the only incorporated municipality in that county, which is kind of freaky. Yeah, that's that's wild. It must not be very populated. No, no. It is not populated because it is located in the heart of the Rocky Mountains at the headwaters of the Arkansas River. And it is about two hours from Denver if you're going to fly in, because I would not recommend flying into Leadville. Sounds like it would be a little scary. Yeah, and the drive from Denver to Leadville is beautiful, so I would suggest that anyways. Well, I will keep that in mind whenever I get to Colorado. I've never been up there. Yeah, you know, you're fairly close in Wichita Falls. I know. One day, whenever whenever COVID dies down <laughs> a little bit more, I'll venture out. Man, people are going to do so many things when the pandemic's over. I know. I just, like... I'm so ready to go. <laughs> I understand. <coughs> I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. <laughs> it's okay. It's been almost a year. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> the population of Leadville is 2,500, so not very big at all. Its nickname is the Two Mile High City because its elevation is just above 10,000 feet. So Denver is the Mile High City, Leadville, Two Mile High City. And it is actually the highest elevated incorporated city in the entire country. Oh, wow. Which yeah. makes sense that it's high. I mean, it is Colorado. Yeah, it, it's a really cool place. It is hometown, not the birthplace, of the unsinkable Molly Brown, who was the survivor of the RMS Titanic disaster. I'm not sure if you've uh, ever heard of her. I have, but I don't know a ton about her besides the Titanic fact. She's She's a really interesting woman. Uh, she's actually from the same hometown as Mark Twain. Do you know where Mark Twain's from? Oh, uh, somewhere in Mississippi. Hannibal, Missouri. 
Oh, Missouri. Oh, that was bad. Mm -hmm. I should know that. Hopefully my mother does not listen to this. (laughs) I want to get out there because there's actually a Mark Twain Brewing Company in Hannibal that opened a couple of years ago. That looks pretty cool. Man, I wonder if they like name beers after his books. I'm not sure. I never looked it up, but I would love if they did. Yeah, I feel like it's a missed opportunity if they didn't. Well, maybe send them a letter. I will. I'll work on that. I'll type it (laughs) in. Leadville was founded in 1878. Uh, The boomtown of Oro City started very close to downtown in the 1850s when the gold ran out there. They were struggling to get this gold because it was hampered by a heavy black sand. And then someone put it together and discovered that this heavy black sand was actually a lead ore mineral. And they trace the source of that lead ore to present day Leadville. And that's how Leadville got its name. And that's how Leadville got its start. Oh, cool. It boomed during the Colorado Silver Boom in the 1870s. In 1877, it had 300 inhabitants. By 1879, just two years later, it had 15,000. Wow, that's isn't is it like a true boom town? Yeah, really. So we were going to go by not year by year, but we're going to pick a couple dates that we have information on, and we're going to talk about Leadville and its reputation and what you could drink there. So it might be a little bit different than what we usually do by focusing on the breweries, but I think it'll be very appropriate for this episode. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so in 1877, William Nye opened the first saloon in town. And remember, in 1877, that's when there was only 300 people. And then by 1879, two years later, it boomed up to 15,000. And in town, there were now 120 saloons. Oh my gosh. 118 gambling houses and 19 beer halls. Oh my. A lot was going on, and I like to compare it to these other numbers. In that same year, there were only 31 restaurants, 10 dry goods stores, and four churches. <laughs> so we knew what the priorities were. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, you had all these miners going out there, and, you know, what do you do after work? Go to the saloon. Yeah, yeah you gotta relax. Mm-hmm. So in 1879, there were three breweries in operation Henry Gall Brewery. C. Feuerstein Brewery and Leadville Brewery. And the Leadville Brewery is the only one that lasted a couple years, and that was from 1879 to 1891. That's a decent run. Especially because most of the ones that I'm going to name today were only open one, two, three years. So, I mean, 12 years is pretty impressive out there. In 1883, four years later, we had a couple new breweries, the Stockbridge and Elwell Brewery and the Gill and Martin Brewery. And in 1883, this is when the Tabor Opera House was built, and it was actually the most costly structure in Colorado at the time of its construction. So they liked opera and beer? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was really just the the place to be, even over Denver at that time. Wow. I know. Interesting. And so the Tabor Opera House was named after the Tabor family, which was led by Horace Austin Tabor, and he was known as the Bonanza King of Leadville. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, it, what a name. I know, it's great. I, it has nothing to do with anything. I know, I, maybe I'll be the Bonanza Queen. I don't know. <laughs> the Bonanza King was elected mayor in 1878. And just another fun fact, they, they were really great with their names out there. His daughter, her name was Rosemary Silver Dollar Echo Honeymade Taper. Oh my. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening there. Yep, I, and there's lots of good articles about her. She seemed to be quite the woman. Well, I mean, with a name like that, I feel like, yeah. <laughs> but this is when Molly Brown was out there. When she got out there, she married uh, a local mine supervisor, and then he discovered a really valuable mine shaft. And then that's when they got really rich, and then they moved back to Denver, which a lot of these people did once this town went bust. Before that, in 1884, just a couple other fun little facts about Leadville. It was the place of the last gunfight of Doc Holliday. 
Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Oscar Wilde, this was a stop on his lecture tour, and apparently the crowd was not very receptive. They weren't into, I think he wrote poetry, maybe. They they didn't seem to be into it. He did write that at one of the local saloons, there was a sign above the piano that read, please do not shoot the pianist, he is doing his best. (laughs) I I would like a sign like that at work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Please don't yell at me. I'm trying really hard. (laughs) It's been going on for hundreds of years. (laughs) And also during this same year, a man named Mark Duggan was appointed marshal after the first first two marshals were run out of town and killed. And Mark Duggan was one of the most feared gunmen in all of the Wild West. My goodness. Sounds like it was like a thin line between criminal and sheriff there. Yeah, it was it was rough and rumble. Let's go to 1890. The population was down a little bit to 10,000. We still had Leadville Brewery, but they were joined by John Good Brewery and Gowers Brewery. That same year, a man named Jacob Schloss moved to Leadville, and he established a successful whiskey depot on State Street. Yum. (laughs) Are you a big whiskey gal? Yes. Well, I mean, I think I am, but really, I just drink it like once every six months. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And I have a good quote here from Mark Twain, since we mentioned him earlier in the episode. Okay. Westward, the jug of empire takes its way. How solemn and beautiful is the thought that the earliest pioneer of civilization, the van leader of civilization, is never the steamboat, never the railroad, never the newspaper, never the Sabbath school, never the missionary, but always whiskey. Such is the case. Look over history. You will see. He's not, he's not wrong. Yeah, it sounds very uh, on wrong. character for Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. Things start to go downhill in Leadville in about 1916. That is when Prohibition was enacted in Colorado. They were down to 6,500 inhabitants. In the state, they voted for Prohibition, but in the county, they voted against it. But they still oh. had to change because they, did, they didn't have power over the state's rule. Yeah, man, Prohibition just really messed up all the birds. I, it really did. I It was really a crux against it. I would say one of the worst American decisions overall. Mm-hmm. That's why they made, like, Ken Burns made his whole documentary about it, what, like 10 hours? Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that, but because it's kind of intimidating. It's, like, so mm-hmm. long that, I, like, I haven't been able to take it on yet. I like to watch it, like, as I'm winding down, like, kind of laying in bed, need something to kind of put me to sleep. But, yeah. it, but it is very interesting. I'll have to check it out. On January 1st, 1916, in the local newspaper, they wrote about Prohibition. The order changeth today. The saloons pulled the pumps last night to rent. The landlord's sign of extinct business will mark the windows where only last night electric lights burned brilliantly and the men came and went. They do not write like that anymore. No, they don't. But it feels like the way the bars have shut down during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that could refer to 2020. I know, like, that's what it feels like, where it's like, we were at the bar, and then the next night, we're, well, you know, it's up for sale. (laughs) (laughs) We'll actually talk about that a little bit later in the episode, breweries opening and closing. Let's see, 1916, that was the end of the Colorado Columbine Brewing Company in Leadville. They were around from 1906 to 1915. They started to do some soft drinks during Prohibition, like many of them did, but they abandoned that and the operation by 1920. 
a lot of the buildings on on the main street there, I forget what the street is called, soft drink parlors replaced saloons, but they were just fronts, of course, for bootleg liquor. Yeah, we, we know what they were putting in the we, Yeah, we know. We know what you're doing. <laughs> By 1920, the population was down to 5,000. Now we're going to skip ahead to 1981, population down even more to 4,000. One of the last mines, the Climax Mine, closes. And out of the 4,000 people who lived in Leadville, 2,000 people worked there and were now out of jobs. Wow, that's, mm-hmm. that's really sad. Very sad time. In, in the 19, early 1980s, there were miners and bars. A lot grew hungry and just left. And the city was really at a loss of identity. Now, people who are listening to this might know Leadville from the Leadville 100. Yeah, okay. I was thinking about that in my head. But yes, that that's where I know it from. Mm-hmm. So the Leadville 100 was founded in 1983. It is a 100-mile foot race up and down the mountains of Colorado. In 1985, just two years after it was founded, it was featured in the TV series Wide World of Sports on ABC. I remember watching that as a child. And then it just ballooned from there. And then in 1994, they added a 100-mile mountain bike event the following weekend. Man, I cannot imagine running 100 miles at like that sort of altitude. I don't think I would make it even like 10 miles. Yeah, I would love to go there and watch because it's probably just just knowing how hard that would be to do yeah. would just make you appreciate it so much more. I've read a couple of books by runners who have done that and mm-hmm. it like it doesn't I don't think I would want to watch it because it sounds gross like the, it's <laughs> not, it doesn't it's not pleasant we'll see if we ever get a chance to go out there they run through this really cute town called Twin Lakes and they stop I think like at the general store so a lot of people stop there and then they go up the the one mountain from there but that is cool. yeah I, it just it would I'll be re- a fun thing to do I'll reconsider <laughs> <laughs> we have time yeah yeah we got time to prepare and there's i I think it was might have been like an e60 from espn but there's a really good documentary about them founding this race and how it it just blew up from there what i read is that 800 athletes come every year for these races and it brings in 15 million in revenue for the city and if you go there any time of the year you're going to see a shop for the leadville 100 foot race and the leadville 100 bike race that you can go in and buy t-shirts and swag and all that good stuff That's so cool. I Mm -hmm. love that. So the city, which was going downhill, now reinvented itself. It became a popular adventure destination. And in the late 1990s, it got its first brewery since Prohibition. Old Boomtown Brew Pub. That's a mouthful. I know. That's why it took me a while to say it. (laughs) They settled in a building that was originally built in the 1960s as a single-story church. A second story was added by the Alpaca Wool Company in the 1970s, and then these guys moved in in the 1990s. They reorganized in 2005 as Rosie's Brew Pub, and they closed in 2009. But that was the start of this new craft beer wave in Leadville. I love that. I also love the like repurposing of churches for breweries. It just brings you closer to God, I think. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, I we all know beer is the pathway to heaven, so... <laughs> And, um, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I interrupted. In 2015, the same building that Rosie's was in got a new brewery called Periodic Brewery. And I was lucky enough to visit, I think, in the summer of 2019. So I was in this old church on Alpaca Wool Company. And it was really cool because they had the bar downstairs with the kitchen in the back. And then upstairs, they just kind of had like this 
strange like dormy hangout area. But it, it was it's a really cool place. Uh, co-owner Chris Labby, I think that's how you say his last name. He was also the brewer, and he went to festivals in lab coats. That's funny. So they really ran with the whole periodic theme. So he was wearing a lab coat to the festivals. You got your beers in these glasses that look like beakers. And what I like the most is that in the periodic table, the letters for lead is PB, and then that's periodic brewing. That is really cool. I mm-hmm. love I love the theme. Mm-hmm. So they were going really good. In 2018, they added a larger space in this suburb of Denver called North Glen. And they also were in terms to buy part of the convention center in that same year. So they were going to expand within Leadville, but also within you know the Denver area. Wow, that's really impressive. Yeah, and they needed to do that because they needed to spread awareness that they existed outside of of this mountain town because it's a very seasonal town there. They'll get people for the winter to ski, but you don't think of going to Leadville to ski. You think of going to like Aspen or Breckenridge. So they needed to do that. And they also needed a larger space to make beer. Now, as you, as you can imagine, beer is hard to make at altitude. It has its challenges. You know, I've honestly never thought about that, but now that you say that, like, duh. Yeah, I I wish I knew more of the scientific process behind brewing because it it is very interesting. But apparently at altitude, because of the reduced pressure, carbonation leaves beer quicker. And also the hops extraction and protein break process is more violent. So that's when the hops are boiled. So I kind of think of it as like you put like spaghetti with tomato sauce in the microwave and it like jellies up and like explodes. That's what I think is going on with these hops. And that's what I think they mean by breaking more violently. But I could be 100% wrong about that. I mean, it's just like when you think about it so violently. I know. I know. That's what it sounds like. Like everyone has been scared of like freaking tomato sauce popping in the microwave. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. And then you take it out and it's still cold in the middle and you're like, what's happening? I know. Let's see. The product I wanted to highlight from Periodic is Sugarloaf Amber Ale. Got a 3.65 on untapped and it's named for Sugarloaf Mountain, which is on the path of the Leadville 100. So kind of a big circle here with everything. Yeah, I love love that. That's so cool. I was surprised to see this last year. There was a notice on their Facebook page that all the periodic brewing locations would be closed permanently. Oh, wow. So that includes their tap room in Leadville and their brewery in North Glen. And they never did do anything with the convention center. And I never really found a follow-up article with that. So that must have fallen through as well. When they left North Glen, that city became the largest in Colorado without a brewery. And if you're wondering... They have 38,000 people, and that is the 21st most populous city in the state. Wow. That just shows how many breweries are in Colorado. Yeah, really? I think there's something like 420 or something like that. It's wild. Yeah, there's so many breweries there. It's crazy. So they were one of 32 Colorado breweries to close last year during the pandemic. That's really sad. Mm -hmm. I I didn't get a a list of ones that opened, so I, I don't know if maybe like 30 opened and they stayed even. But even yeah. even so, like 32 out of like 400, that's less than 10%, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you, it just kind of makes me sad because it's like, you know, those are like small businesses and mm-hmm. like, they're so important to the communities like, like Leadville, where it's like, that like brings people there, you know? I know. It, it is. Every time I see a brewery closing, it is, it is very sad. Ugh, well, hopefully they will all open back up again. 
soon, very soon. Yes, and one of the new breweries in Colorado in 2020 was actually in Leadville. Oh, cool. Yeah, Two Mile Brewing Company opened in March of last year, and it was, I think, the weekend before the pandemic really started to shut everything down. Oh, man. I know, so... So they had another delayed opening in July, and and I was actually there the week the their like re grand opening, and it's That's a cool. yeah it's a really cool place. It's located in an old gas station, and the head brewer was brewing at Silverton Brewery, Durango Brewery, and Ska Brewing all in Colorado before he went there. And just to show you how long this process is, he bought the old gas station in two thousand fourteen. And he got his permits and licenses in 2015, but they didn't open until 2020. Wow. I know. Man, it takes so much work to get them off the ground. I know. That's why it's even more impressive that there's so many of them. Yeah, because it's like, it's not easy. And the beer is like hard work. Like I know. I know. So when we went there, I think there were two beers on draft only because they just like reopened and they didn't know if they were going to do it. And the yeah. one was, the lager was sold out, but I had the one that was called Those Who Wheat, and I got a 4.00 on Untapped, and it was pretty good. Yeah, I, well, I like the name. Yeah, it was just a cool location, because you could sit outside, and you could see the mountains in the background, and you really can't beat that. I mean, yeah, it's hard to go wrong with a good view. Mm-hmm. When they opened, their tagline was the second highest brewery in Leadville, but now not only are they the highest brewery in Leadville, because they're the only one, they're also the highest elevated brewery in the entire country oh my gosh well that's really cool yep two mile brewing company makes makes sense makes it easy to remember yeah well i'm glad that Leadville still has a brewery at least one yeah i would highly recommend going there the buildings are just so beautifully restored and there's like so many cool things there's the national mining hall of fame and museum that's pretty cool and they have just a lot of historic houses that you can go in and i i've really never been to any place quite like it Uh, It sounds really cool. I'll definitely, I'll put it on my Colorado list. Put it on the list. Yeah. And when you go back there, I mean, it's kind of by Breckenridge and then you go over the pass and you can get to Aspen and Buena Vista is good for whitewater rafting. So it's just a nice little hub there to the west of Denver. Yeah, that sounds great. And that's about all I have of the brewing history in Leadville. I really want someone to write a detailed article about those early breweries, but I just haven't come across it yet. Yeah, well, maybe you need to work on that. Go yeah. the there, Matt. Come on. I know, I know. If I should have done that when I was out there instead of just sitting on my ass all day. <laughs> well, next time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> well, any last words before we call it an episode? No, I, well, I love that Leadville kind of built its identity on the Leadville 100, mm-hmm. and then that the breweries kind of, like, went with that, too. Like, I think that it's really cool when these small towns, like, rediscover an identity i just or rediscover their identity i like that yeah and and that's probably one of the best examples because if they didn't do that the town would probably just there probably only be a hundred or so people there now because there'd be no jobs yeah so it gives me hope for small towns Mm -hmm. like they can do it and you know there's good people there like they can make it work so it's very it's very promising we like small towns i think after living in texas for so long and so many small towns there that are just so cute and charming yeah, it is. Like they do they just have a, a nice little charm and you always find unique stuff when you're there. Well thank you, Madeline, for coming on for another episode. You can you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google and Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or just visit our website, brewerytowns.com. If you really like us, visit 
patreon.com slash brewerytowns, and you can join our $5 membership a month club. And I think that's it. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. That was another episode of Brewery Towns. Thank <music> you.